Welcome to The Torch, a podcast with Brian Gibbs presenting biblical insights and prophetic perspectives for cultural and current events in this hour, contending for personal revival, national awakening, and generational reformation. Produced by Victory, a church of his presence, and Light the Fire Ministries coming to you from Sarasota, Florida. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to The Torch. Great to have you with us today. This is Brian Gibbs. We're coming to you from Sarasota, Florida today, as always. And it's a beautiful morning here. I'm here in the studio here at Victory with uh, Josiah. We're sending our love out to everybody. Hope you're doing great and uh, hope you slept well last night. (laughs) It is the day after Thanksgiving. Yes. Oh, yes. I know that you uh, probably woke up from some intense, wild dreams. Dreams of turkey, ham, stuffing, pumpkin pie, peanut butter pie. Oh, peanut butter pie. Lord have mercy. Um, Anyway, I hope it was a beautiful day for you with uh, your family and that you guys had an amazing Thanksgiving together. And... um, As always, we are so very thankful for our beloved United States of America. And um, I am just, I I am so grateful for my family. I'm so thankful for my lovely wife, my wife, Bren, for, man, married now for over 25 years. And um, full-time ministry, 25 years. And uh, so thankful for my son, Josiah our daughter, Victoria, and really our extended uh, family um, throughout the country, the Gibbs family, the Faust side, and then for our Victory family here in Sarasota, um, our Light the Fire ministry partners and family throughout the country. So, so deeply thankful for all of those who are partnering with our ministry, even new partners uh, coming on. Uh, Just had just an amazing extravagant gift uh, come in uh, just the other day from Tennessee, uh, brand new partners, and we want to thank you for that as well. Um, you know, my mom taught me early in life to be thankful and have a heart of gratitude for things that are small and things that are big, and I I carried that throughout my life. I think it's so important to be thankful for the things that we have, have a heart of gratitude for the things that we have. Um, I was just telling the story the other night here at Victory. Uh, my wife and I, we, we often thank God for our bed. Our bed is amazing and incredibly comfortable. But one of the reasons that um, we thank God for our bed all the time was um, in the mid-90s, uh, after the San Salvadorian, the Salvadorian Civil War, uh, my wife and I were actually ministering in the jungles of El Salvador, and um, we were staying up in this mountainous region, which was actually a landmark, uh, a special spiritual landmark. It was called the Azusa of Central America, uh, where a pastor uh, who had been seeking the baptism of the Holy Spirit um, for many years um, actually miraculously got word about the outpouring of the Holy Spirit at Azusa in Los Angeles. This is in the early 1900s, right in 1906. 1907 and so by faith he took a boat all the way up from el salvador 
throughout the coast all the way up into California, um, met with Frank Bartleman, met with uh, William Seymour, had an amazing, extraordinary encounter in the Holy Spirit, was baptized in the Holy Spirit, took his boat all the way back down to Central America, and from his church came the outpouring of the Spirit, the infilling of the Spirit, and it began to spread from that church where we were staying and spread throughout all of Central America. It was just incredible. But I remember the pastor um, and his wife um, almost, almost entreating and begging my wife and I to sleep on he and his wife's bed during our stay. And all of our team, my wife and I brought a team of about 25 students uh, there to El Salvador. And uh, we were all sleeping or staying. We were, we were, it was almost our first night there. And we were all staying on the dirt floors. And there was literally, there was tarantula spiders, uh, bats. Um, it was intense and really hungry mosquitoes. And we were all in our mosquito nets there. I remember uh, some of you listening to this will remember you were on that trip. And uh, you'll remember uh, waking up. I remember one morning we woke up and there was this huge tarantula spider on top of the mosquito net of one of the young ladies that was on our trip. And man, that was a morning I will not forget. But the pastor um, was begging my wife and I um, to sleep on his bed. And literally, literally, it was two pallets of wood, wood pallets stacked up that they had put uh, large leaves and hay and blankets on top of. And he humbly wanted to give my wife and I the best that they had. He wanted to give us his bed to sleep on during our stay. And um, of course, we told him that we wanted to honor him and his wife. We did not sleep on his bed. Uh, but my wife and I were so humbled uh, looking where the pastor and his wife slept every night. And it broke our hearts, and um, it has stayed with me all these years. And uh, my wife and I always say how thankful we are for just our bed, and uh, we truly are. So listen, again, I pray that you guys have had an amazing Thanksgiving and a beautiful family time. And um, I want to talk to you for the next few moments about standing strong, standing strong. I want to read a scripture to you out of 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse 13. And this is the, uh, the ESV version. It's the English Standard Version. And it says, Be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men, and be strong. I'm going to read that to you again. Be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men, and be strong. And I believe that this listening audience, I know the caliber of people that are listening into this. Um, and I also know that there are, are those that are tracking what we're saying as well that aren't friends of ours. But I want to say today, no matter how many uh, mock me or criticize me or bash me or attack me for my stance specifically in, in this election or criticize my ministry relationships that I partner with, that's fine. I sleep really good at night, ladies and gentlemen. 
But I'm standing and I'm praying. I'm decreeing and declaring by faith this election coup, and that's what it is. And this treason, this fraud is going to be completely uncovered, unraveled, and it will be tried by truth. And that severe justice will come to all of those who willfully align themselves to it. And they will be tried for their treason that they've done to this nation and they'll be thrown in jail. And if that's too strong for you, you're not going to receive an apology here, folks. This is the torch. And uh, I'll tell you what, I, um, I'm specifically praying concerning what I'm seeing in the church at this hour, such spiritual blindness on church leaders in this hour, spiritual blindness on church leaders that are standing with a demonized party. And I'll tell you what, we've got to have an awakening. And I'm, I'm very well aware of great divisions in the body of Christ. And um, I want to remind you that God is in the details. A lot of people like to say that the devil is in the details. Well, that's not our confession whatsoever. We've never confessed that. Our confession of faith has always been God is in our details. The Holy Spirit is always working and moving and wooing and summoning us into the perfect will and the plan and the agenda of heaven. So we always declare God is in our details. And I want to say to those listening today, don't be afraid of divisions in the body of Christ in this hour. You need to stand strong. You need to stand, you need to stand firm in the faith. You need to act like men in this hour and be bold be bold as a lion in this hour don't be afraid of the divisions in the body of christ and i'll tell you why because it's important for this hour that we're in and the battles that are yet to come that are just ahead we need to know those that are actually approved by god and those who are actually illegitimate leaders wow that's right we need to know, we need to be able to discern and approve those who are actually, those that are approved by God and those that are illegitimate leaders, those that are actually imposter leaders in the church. We need to understand this. And 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 19, the apostle Paul writes these, these words. He says, but of course, there must be divisions among you. Wow. So that, so that you have, or excuse me, so that those who have God's approval will be recognized. Let's read it once again. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 19, it says, But of course there must be divisions among you so that you, so that you who have God's approval will be recognized. That is so key in this hour. And I'm, I'm actually amazed how confused people are actually in the church who cannot act, uh, accurately discern even what a true leader is. And I've said this many times. We've been in such a famine of leadership that people can barely recognize a leader when they stand up for the hour. Now, according to God, now this is scripture. We're going to look at this again today. We've looked at it before, but I think it's so key to what we're talking about concerning standing strong now. According to God, 
Now, what is that? According to the, the scriptures, according to the holy scriptures of God, leaders that he raises up and that God appoints, they become a terror or a weapon in the hand of God to bring wrath upon evil. Now, we're going to read that in just a moment, but I want to say that again. According to God, leaders are those that God appoints to loose terror as a weapon in his hand to bring wrath against evil. Evil. Evil like killing innocent unborn babies, now born babies even now. Evil like killing innocent unborn babies and now even born babies a party that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris stand for, to killing a baby even after its birth, a full-term baby after its birth. Evil like immersing our children into sexual demonic perversion. Evil like wanting to systematically destroy the family culture of our nation. God says a true leader that he endorses is a one that becomes like a weapon in his hand, hand that will yield terror and bring vengeance against this kind of evil. Now, let's look at this. This is in um, Romans chapter 13. If you have your Bibles, Romans chapter 13, verse 1, it says, let every soul be subject to governing or civil authorities. For there is no authority except from God. And the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God. And those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. You know, it's amazing to me that people stop right there in the text But the text actually goes on to define and make clear who legitimate authority is in the eyes and the mind of God. See, folks, you have to actually be able to discern uh, between legitimate authority and illegitimate authority. Authority that God appoints and ordains and authority that God does not stand with and that God does not approve. You have to understand that in this hour, that God doesn't just raise up and approve all leadership. That was the heresy that went throughout World War II about everyone who would not want to stand in Germany against Hitler himself because they quoted these scriptures saying that God had raised him up. God had appointed Hitler and therefore they had to serve him and follow him. It was a total heresy and we're at that point in this hour. Look at the next verse in verse 3. It says, for rulers are not a terror to good works, hello, but to evil. Means that in in the hand of God, a leader is supposed to be risen up to become a terror against the works of darkness. Not to spawn and champion the darkness. Not to stand with a platform that would spawn and encourage this darkness to to, to grow even greater upon America. It goes on, it says, do you want to be unafraid of authority? Then do what is good and you will have the praise from the same. For he is God's minister to you for good. But if you do evil, be afraid for he is For he does not bear God's sword in vain. For he is God's minister and avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. 
there you go. Therefore, you must be subject not only because of wrath, but also because of conscience sake. For because of this, you will also pay taxes, for they are God's minister, um, attending continually, uh, attending continually for this very thing. Render, therefore, uh, uh, all that is due, taxes to, to whom taxes are due, customs with customs, fear with fear, and honor with whom honor. Wow. Listen, let me, tell, let me tell it to you straight today, okay? If you're sitting in a church that a minister or a ministry team, a pastoral staff, pastoral team, they simply will not speak to you openly, speak biblically, speak boldly on the issues of this most critical hour, then you need to get your family out of there. That's right. Well, Brian, would you do that? Well, yes, I already have. I had to do that five years ago with my own family. After being connected to a ministry and a leadership relationship that I had for 20 years. That's right. I had to pull stakes and relationship. And I want to encourage you, those of you that are sitting under any type of leadership, that are unwilling to biblically go and stand with the scriptures. Uh, again, folks, I I'm telling you, people are saying a line is being drawn in the sand. Well, no, it's not. No, the line has already been drawn, and it was drawn by the finger of God in stone. And God wrote, these are my commands and you're not to do this. God wrote, these are the things that I abhor. These are the things that I hate. These are the things that are detestable to me. These are the things are, that are an abomination to me. The question is, see, we don't need some new slick prophetic word, some hot new uh, buzzword prophetic word. We have a more sure word of prophecy, 2 Peter 1.19. We have a more sure word of prophecy, and the the... The question in this hour is, who is going to actually stand strong with the word of the Lord in this hour? Who's not going to become a man who's a compromiser and who's making every concession to bend over backwards to stand with the world and the ways of the world? Paul simply wrote, he said, come out from the world, touch not the unclean thing. And he said, and God says, I will be a father unto you and you will be my sons and daughters. And therefore, having these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Come out from the world. It's amazing to me. Amazing. And I'm telling you, I say this in the fear of the Lord. I am gasping over church leadership that are imploding in this hour that are so weak that they cannot stand with the word of God and tell you plainly and biblically what the word of the Lord is on the issues of today. And I've referenced this before. I, <clears throat> I had a minister, if I said his name, he has incredible acclaim, incredible acclaim in the United States of America. And if I said his name, you would know who he is. I remember when he called me after he read my first book, Unstoppable and Unquenchable Fire. 
and he was broken. And in humility, he said, Brian, he said, I have, I have never in 40 years of ministry preached about the abomination of the shedding of innocent blood of abortion. I've never done it. And then he went to tears and he said, Brian, I've repented to God for, for my lack of courage. And he said, I've called to repent to you. Thank you. Thank you for being a voice. Thank you for standing strong. Now, I say that to give glory to God, not to make myself look like anything. I'm just the Lord's messenger. I'm the Lord's friend. But I thank God for that. I want you to listen to Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 20. This is the Apostle Paul writing to us. What are we talking about today? We're talking about standing strong, standing firm in the faith, being immovable. Ephesians chapter 6 says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. And therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. I want to read that to you again, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, therefore, stand therefore, having girded up your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith with which you are able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Praise God. Take up the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And here we go. Praying always with all prayers and supplications in the Spirit, being watchful, watchful to this end, and with all perseverance and supplication for the saints. Folks, I cannot, dear friends out there listening, I cannot overemphasize this is the hour to be clothed, clothed in the Lord Jesus Christ, clothed in the Spirit of God, clothed in the full armor of God, in peace and truth, in salvation, taking up the sword of the Spirit so that the, the fiery darts of the enemy will be quenched, that you're protected on all sides, that you're hemmed in by the Spirit of the Lord, and that you boldly take up the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And then he goes on about praying continuously, praying in the Spirit. I'm telling you, it's so mighty. We were in another prayer meeting right here on the campus, at the church campus last night, and I was talking about Jude 1.20, about when we pray in the Spirit, we are essentially building ourselves up, Jude says, in our most holy faith. When we pray in the Spirit, we are praying in our heavenly language and we are strengthening ourselves. We are building courage. We are building boldness to be able to stand in the evil hour. And we're also releasing 
the mind and the intentions and the dreams and the will of God so they can be on earth as it is in heaven so that we have the secret source of power, the secret arsenal, if you would, of the Holy Spirit praying the heart of the Father through us so that earth can come into agreement and alignment with the government of God. Hallelujah. You know, we are, God is calling us in this hour to stay sharp, to be like a soldier, to stay sharp, our, our spirit sharp, our mind alert, our mind alert, our soul at a, at a very um, heightened awareness. So when I was growing up as a boy, I was in our church, I was part of the Royal Ranger program. And uh, the Royal Rangers, their code was they were alert, clean, honest, courageous, loyal, courteous, obedient, and spiritual. But I love that first word that a Royal Ranger is alert. And that's what Paul is saying. Be sober-minded. Be alert in this hour. Put on the full armor of God. You are in a battle. It's not a battle against flesh and blood. And he describes the battle that we are in of forces of darkness, of wickedness in high places. You see, a soldier and a watchman has to stay sharp. A soldier stays fit. They stay alert. They stay healthy. They stay ready. They're not dull. A, sol a soldier will stay a a far away from complacency. They're not casual. A soldier is not asleep on their watch. The Apostle Paul said that we should live in such a way as a soldier because the days are evil. See, you see, folks, listen, the enemy is lurking for any opportune time he can to ambush and attack. That's why in Colossians 4 and verse 2, it says that we are to continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. Let me read that again. Colossians 2. I'm sorry, Colossians 4 and verse 2. It says, continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. A soldier is a watchman. All throughout Scripture, you can see time and time again that the method of fasting and prayer literally sharpens your life so that you can become a mighty weapon in the hand of God. Moses fasted. Elijah fasted. Paul fasted, Jesus fasted. God wants a spiritually sharp, physically ready, fit, and alert in this hour. And fasting will actually sharpen your spiritual perception. Fasting will sharpen your spiritual discernment. Once again, going back to the front of this train, when we talk about leadership, We've got to be able to accurately perceive and discern what true leadership is, who God is with, who God's approved, and who God is not approved. It's not a real mystery, too, in this hour concerning this election. It's not a mystery whatsoever. But a lifestyle of fasting, it can keep you spiritually alert. It can keep you away from mediocrity and apathy. Are you hearing me out there, my friend? Be encouraged. Be strengthened in this hour. Because God wants to create in you 
the ability to become a powerful weapon in his hand so that you can begin to demolish the works of darkness and the works of the enemy when you speak. I think I've referenced this before in one of our past Torch broadcasts, but a a mentor in my life, he taught me years ago, he said, anything that is cutting edge must be narrow by necessity. I love that word. Anything that is cutting edge must be narrow by necessity. So when we fast and when we spend quality time in prayer, what is actually happening happening is we are being sharpened. We are being narrowed for effectiveness to destroy the powers of darkness and to advance the kingdom of our God. Hallelujah. Scripture says in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12, for the word of God is living, it is alive. It is powerful. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division between the soul and the spirit. It goes between the joints and the marrow. It is a discerner of the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. My God. So, Lord, let your word have free course in us in this hour. Sharpen us, Lord, that we can stand firm Holy Spirit, sharpen us in this hour. And Lord, as we continue to see this epic battle being waged before us today concerning these states, Lord, even though, Lord, I could care less about the media's pronouncement over Joe Biden about being president-elect or being a winner, I don't believe that whatsoever. I pray for clarity to come, Lord, in these states Lord, these lawsuits that have been put in in Georgia and Nevada and Pennsylvania, North Carolina and Georgia, Michigan, Wisconsin, even in uh, New Mexico. Father God, I pray that your fire goes into these, um, what is being looked at, Lord, what is going to be set before the courts to be looked at. And Lord, I pray today, once again, with all of those that are listening to us, for true justice to come. And Lord, we are declaring there will be no election coup and it will not prevail over the beloved United States of America. And Lord, the reins and the leadership of this nation will not be put into the hands of the God haters and the God mockers in Jesus name. And Father, we stand against every unrighteous effort to steal this election from President Trump. And Father, we ask you to expose all voter fraud and to bring accountability to those, every one of those who are involved and that you will you will uncover what has been hidden, Father. And we declare in Jesus' name that all voter fraud will be found. It will, it will be exposed. It will be dealt with with severity. And Father, we bind up every demonic force that is operating to this effort. And Lord, we ask for your angel armies to go into battle to aid us so that truth can be released in this hour. And Father, we pray that you would give wise counsel and strategy. Holy Spirit, you are the spirit of counsel. You are the spirit of wisdom and revelation. I pray that, Holy Spirit, you will grant special grace and wisdom and divine strategy to the president, to his legal team, to the Department of Justice. Lord, those that are walking in uprightness before you, 
those that are not part of this corruption and have pledged themselves to this evil. God, that you will raise up those righteous ones right now in Jesus' name. That no stone will go unturned today. And Lord, we stand firm for your heart's plan for America that it will come to pass, that, Lord, America's destiny shall not be lost, that her prophetic destiny will not be lost in this hour, that, Lord, we will stay on track at this time as the ecclesia and that we will pray strong and add righteous action, that we will step forward, that those that must step forward, that they will step forward and courage, Lord, in this hour. And we declare victory in this today. And we declare that victory and triumph will come to our beloved United States of America right now. And Lord, our decree together, we decree this election will not be stolen and that God's will and his kingdom purposes will be established and reign above all in the mighty name of Jesus. And Holy Spirit, we ask you to exalt. We declare you will exalt Jesus supreme above all things in our nation, from the Carolinas to California, from Florida to Alaska to Hawaii, in the name of Jesus. Lord, you will have America. You will have us, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right. Well, listen, in closing, I want to remind you, you can go to victoryfla.com for all of our information, all of our kingdom resources that we're sending out. You can download our Victory FLA app. You can always give there. You can always partner with us, but I encourage you to download the app. You can get a lot of fantastic resources there. And uh, also on uh, December the 1st, December 1st at 7 p.m., we are actually releasing our Christmas worship special. That'll be released at victoryfla.com. It'll be released on the app. It'll be on Facebook. It'll be on YouTube. And uh, we are releasing that. Once again, that's December 1st, 7 p.m. And that is our Christmas worship special. Really looking forward to that. It's going to be powerful. All right. So I want to remind you again today. The future does not belong to the God-haters. The future does not belong to the God-mockers. The future belongs to the righteous. And God's righteous, they are bold as lions. Be encouraged, be strengthened. May the Holy Spirit encourage you today. Get out of that uh, turkey coma that you received <laughs> during Thanksgiving. Have a blessed day. Keep the fire burning. And we will see you next time on The Torch. Thanks for being with me today. Be blessed.